Hey, gang. Welcome to Ross and Nez. We are live once again. Can you believe it is episode number six already, Nez? I didn't think I could stomach you for that long, but look at this. We, we are we are doing it. You've, you've managed to put up with my idiosyncrasies, and we're having a good time. So uh, let's keep doing this. I'm kind of like a fungus, Ross. You're, 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 <laughs> you sort of grow on, on You're, you're on I'm the fence. On. You were going to say, I'm kind yeah. of on the fence, Ross. Like, well, you might be okay with it, but I've had enough. I didn't, I, I didn't really feel that was necessary to say, actually. It was just understood. I thought that was a given. Yeah, that was established. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going to get my front row seat in heaven, by doing this charitable contribution, <laughs> by doing Ross and Nez with you. I mean, you know, I, I can write this off at the end of the year. It's a, it's a donation. That's what it is. You don't know my dark side, so, I, I mean, it's not a guaranteed <laughs> Well, I mean, your light side sucks, so we might as well go to your dark side. Is well, that interesting? Uh, my light side sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Do you even have a light side? I have no idea. I, yeah, you're getting far too comfortable with me. Now. Why are you dressed? Why are you dressed like a prison warden? That's what I want to know first. I've of got, all. I have a nice shirt on. I'm, Is that a nice shirt? What was that? A Walmart special? That was. It was. Uh, from it was the, a Walmart special. Five dollar. Uh, the five dollar rack. Yeah. I bet you don't spend more than eight ninety nine on a t shirt. Am I wrong? Uh no, actually I, I spend uh, ten ninety nine sometimes. Ten ninety nine, big no. spender, ladies and gentlemen. I it, it depends on what the store is selling them for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny because I mentioned this, you know, uh, to my students, and they they'd get a chuckle out of it. But uh, you know, my wife will spend like two hundred, three hundred dollars on her hair. This beautiful work of art costs seven ninety nine. I've been going to the same Vietnamese barber shop for about 25 years. It started off with five dollars. They've since raised the prices in the last 15, 20 years, and now it's $7.99. Now, me being the charitable guy I am, I always give my guy a 20. I always give my no matter what, I give him a 20. Nice. nice. Isn't that nice? Well, you're getting what, a five dollar haircut or I also get a bowl of cheese. So it's is beautiful. it a five dollar no. haircut? How much it's is a five dollar haircut? Is it really what, what do you think? Does this look like salon material? <laughs> no, it looks like he puts a bowl over your head and says if that isn't good enough, let's give him a side of comb over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, I gotta say it's always fun, always there is no other person I could see, you know, working with and doing this and having this much fun with. It's been a while, even though it only feels like it's been last week. Yeah. But uh, hey, Mia's in the house. Good to see Mia. Mia's super fun too. She gets this dynamic big time. Yeah, uh, and uh, we're going to be talking about predictions. And Mia hello. Of comes across with the famous tin can and string prediction for the second year in a row. I guess it didn't really hit last year, but I think we're we're kind of on target for tin can and string to be the next big thing in communications. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this because I, I think it's super valuable, but I also think that it's, it's important to get ready, right? 2018 is coming the new year. I mean, I don't want to get into these new years. I've been saying I'm going to lose weight for about the last 40 years. Nothing's <laughs> happened. But anyway, I don't want to make predictions like that or any resolutions like that. Um, you know, my number one resolution is to not sound like an idiot. Boy, do I, have I failed there. Uh, but, you know, this is cool because being, you know, in this space, being somebody who is an online entrepreneur, being somebody who you and I, you know, we're all live video. We love, you know, digital storytelling in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. I think article, this blog, I can't remember who was written by or who compiled it. Some schmuck. But yeah. <laughs> 
I said it before. You're getting way too comfortable. Way too comfortable. Way too comfortable. Check, please. Uh, I'm holding auditions later for the Nets scene in Ross Nets. But here's what's cool is there's a lot of really amazing, you know, I don't know how you did it. I really don't. But there's a lot of amazing, successful, dominant individuals in this space who have really, I think, you know, divulged some awesome advice on how you can get everything going for uh, 2018. And I, I can't wait to talk about this. I think it's, you guys should share this out because it's going to be super, super valuable. Everybody should share this out. Well, one of the things, you know, we were talking offline and um, we thought, OK, what what should we talk about? Like, is there a certain prediction, whatever? And we looked over the predictions and this is completely the credit of the people who submitted the predictions. It's like we could do we have like a year's worth of topics if we wanted to. Now, we like to stay on top of what's going on in the news and, and kind of that kind of thing. So we're not going to like write out, OK, these are our next hundred. But the point is, like, there's no lack of things to talk about. I mean, no. and and some people went beyond and they had multiple they squeezed multiple predictions into there. So while we say 91 predictions, it's really 91 predictors, but there's far more than 91 predictions in there and <laughs> i mean i i don't even know where where we should start with it but uh i'll let you go first tell me what what is there was there a certain prediction that stood out to you that you wanted to, yes, you wanted there to start was. off with yes go there ahead. was i want to start off with the incomparable stephanie lou i hmm. think that what she what she you know kind of strategizes and what she communicates uh, it's it's super super important because all of these platforms are user-generated content. At least most of them are. So wouldn't it make sense that platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, what have you, Twitter, would support creators? Here's what's really interesting about Stephanie Liu's prediction. She says, and, 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 and if you don't know who Stephanie Liu is, she's an awesome live streamer, amazing a course creator, online entrepreneur. And I just, she's got a great personality, doesn't she, Ross? Yeah, absolutely. She's she's actually awesome. going to be a guest on a, another show of mine tonight. But tonight, tonight, yes, yes we're not going to talk about that show. This show <laughs> is on right now. But anyway, no, this is a great show. But uh, uh, she says platforms will be expected to provide creators with more robust tools, such as live captioning and show templates. Now, I was a little bit on the fence with this at first because I do love the rawness of i think that actually statistics and analytics have shown that the more raw handheld funky not so production oriented actually gets a lot of engagement but being that i think more and more people are cutting the cord being that you know even just from observing you know behavior in my own kind of family and my own friends and my own kind of neck of the woods more and more people are gravitating towards content online. More and more people are gravitating towards shows on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Watch, um, content on Instagram, on Snapchat, social media content. And I think what Stephanie's talking about is if you want to survive in this day and age, right? I mean, we've talked a little bit about how, you know, YouTube stories and YouTube reels in our last show is just another kind of jab at, you know, adopting a feature that Instagram basically used to right. dismantle Snapchat in a sense. Well, I mean, here it is. You, you, if you don't have creators and you're not giving them the tools to create, I think that's going to hurt your platform. So what Stephanie is saying is, here's the, here's the key verb, expected. 
be expected to provide creators with more robust tools such as live captioning. Make the creators utilize, facilitate different Mm -hmm. features that will make the creators be able to convey their message more effectively. Right. And that means either getting it to people who don't speak the same language. So captioning, live captioning could be uh, captioning it in another language. And I'm sure the algorithms and the, you know, the computer ability to do that is is getting better and better. Um, It could be to, you know, a guest joins us and uh, on the spur of the moment or a caller and we can quickly type their name in so that it appears. On the screen. And and let's be honest, I mean, be live TV gives you the ability right now while we're live. I can, uh, you know, I can put up 91 predictions and realize that I had typed up 91 presentations and then I can delete that and I can type into uh, an area here. And two seconds later, I've got the right one up 91 predictions. So um, we do have that ability with with be live TV. But I think all platforms natively are going to start to need to provide people with more uh, options. That's the ticket. That's the ticket because I think, I think these third party softwares are awesome, but Mm -hmm. like you don't, why not? It's not, it can't be that difficult. I see these platforms, especially in the context of live streaming, what you and I really thrive and love and advocate I think that these platforms are going to be able to, it shouldn't be that difficult, should be able to enable these awesome, in the event of the zombie acopolis, the tin cannon string will be huge. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Sure. I remember those. I remember a lot of our viewers might not, but I remember that for our listeners in our podcast. That's but what you- our uh, sad people played with before there was cell phones. Oh, and- my God. Before there was even telephones, it seemed like. <laughs> But you go you go back further than I do, I guess. Well, but, I'm from the 1800s. Anyway, you look great. I have a, I have a great plastic well. surgeon. <laughs> See, that's what diet and exercise does for you. <laughs> In 200 years, you could look just like Nez if you keep working out. And my, most expensive, my most expensive expenditure is my plastic surgeon. Hello. He lives in the basement in a, in a, in a trunk. You um, think if you spend all that money, you'd spend more than five dollars on a haircut. <laughs> Boy, I prioritize well. I prioritize well. So you I do. think that these platforms are going to have literally beautiful production studios, right? Enabled mm-hmm. within the actual platform itself. Yes, B Live does incredible stuff. I love the lower thirds. I love the ability to have the comments pop up, the engagement, the enhancement of that experience. Immersive experience is important. But as as Stephanie predicted, this thing is not going anywhere. Um, The most predominant form of communication in the 21st century is through social media. Um, And I think that that they're going to have to provide. They're going to have to provide these tools for creators or else they're going to go somewhere else where they are provided. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you mentioned, okay, so do we like it raw and real? Do we like it produced? Whatever. I think there's a place for everything. Right. And as people want to do shows or do sort of more spontaneous, either mobile or just go on with the native app on Facebook or YouTube or any of the other platforms where you can do live video, they want to be able to add some professional elements that make their video uh, just look a little bit higher quality, a little bit more thought out. They want to be able to put a quick call to action up there and, and that kind of thing. They don't want to have to hire a production team. They don't want to have to 
learn how to do Wirecast or OBS or get, they just want to try live streaming on behalf of their business. Right. And when they start out, the ability to have those tools is, is big. And perhaps, you know, far be it from me to suggest a way that Facebook or YouTube could make more money and control more of the world. But, if they find a way to make it easy for the average user to use the, these kind of tools, they could also start monetizing by having different tiers. So, you know, for free, you get to switch shots and you get live captioning or whatever for, I don't know, $10 a month. Maybe you get, uh, you know, the ability to take to, you know, grab highlights of a show while it's live and replay them or, you know, there's so many different professional production um, things that people do with a live broadcast that, you know, most of us doing talk shows don't really think about that much, yeah. um, but, but it's out there. Right. And if right. Facebook and YouTube and, and, and Periscope, if uh, Instagram, which is basically Facebook, if they can't develop it, they can certainly buy it. Right. I mean, they can either buy the talent who can do it or they can just buy the darn companies that are doing it. Um, So I think it's a matter of time before they say, geez, if we own the software and we own the rights to it, then, you know, it's not just the specialists who are going to want to do that. It's everybody who will want to do that once they see other people doing it. So I I think just like it's natural to put filters up and to put emojis and things like that in a, in a Snapchat story or an Instagram story, I think putting text on a video or something will no longer be what a graphic designer does using uh, fancy production software for a TV style lower third. I think it'll be something anybody can do. And it's probably not that much harder for, uh, a platform to make it work in a way that looks nice, just as Be Live, um, you almost can't screw up the lower third on Be Live, right? I mean, the way mm-hmm. they did it, it locks you into using something. You can you can change the color and all that, but the point is, it'll look nice. It'll be placed appropriately, and uh, I, I can't imagine that that's far off for a lot of different platforms. Coach Jenny in the house. Hey, Coach Jenny. Hey, Coach Jenny. Is she going to be on tonight? Live stream deals? Yes, she is. Wow, what a coincidence! Wow, you've been you've been following the promos and everything. Well, it's, it's kind of hard not to. You sort of vomit them all over the place. You know, it's kind of like I slip, <laughs> I slip and fall, and there's a, a live stream deal promo underneath my shoe. I, I like to say share more than <laughs> other ones, but yeah. Did I use the wrong? Did I use the wrong description? <laughs> well, at least this is great because now my guests think I'm sharing like constantly, and that's really no, uh, all kidding aside. You, you do an amazing. You you know what? Here's let me just. I'm going to make Ross feel very uncomfortable for 2.3 seconds. Oh, you're not going to say I something mean, nice, you are you? I'm not going to do a 10 minute segment like Roberto. <laughs> but two seconds. I love Roberto, but yeah, that was that was. A- <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's still going, I think, right? I think he's still going. We just we just stopped hitting record. Anyway, <laughs> but like Ross is one of these guys. Not only does he go to bat for his guests, okay? He goes to bat for people in the community. He goes to bat for people in the space. He's super super supportive. Never ever, you know, hesitant or apprehensive about sharing content that he feels is valuable, that he feels is informative and is relevant. 
And one of the few people, I think, in the community who really goes out of his way to make sure that people who maybe don't get as much exposure get that exposure. So kudos to you, Mr. Ross Brand. And yes, I've seen your live stream deals promos everywhere. They're like they're like falling from the sky. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was very nice of you. I, I wasn't don't really. I kind of faked it. I'm a good actor. I'm sure you did. I, I was wondering if you were going to be okay. <laughs> I'm Where's starting to feel a little, a little nausea right now. Usually only the niceness comes out when you're doing one of those, like, reach into my heart videos. <laughs> <Express myself laughs> on Instagram. What are it's you like, trying to say? What are you trying to say? He goes into this soft talking. You can. You know, I'm very multifaceted. I can I can go. I can go deep and I can go silly. <laughs> I can go goofy. and I can go existential. I do yeah. it all, baby. Just bring the entertaining one to the show. Okay, all right. Once in a while, good enough for me. <laughs> all right, all right. I've heated your call. I've heated your call. So thank you. That that was very nice of you. And uh, uh, let's talk about some other predictions. This is actually the very yeah, what's first. What's one of yours? Yeah, this is the very actually the one that I put very first of the predictions where they're all lined up as predictions, right? Not the 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 little bits of info I dropped in the the intro. And that's Nick Nimmin, who says in 2018, a lot of individuals and companies will transition from making video content to live content. Um, He says it's easier to produce. The tech hurdles are pretty much non-existent. And live streaming gives the ability to connect with customers and fans in a way that video just isn't capable of doing. And what I what I love about that prediction is here's a guy, Nick who is killing it on YouTube. I mean, every time oh, yeah. I visit his channel, he's got like 10,000 more followers. I mean, I, I think he had 50,000 followers like three months ago. Now he's at like 110. I mean, he's growing like crazy. Yeah. He he puts out great informational videos that help people with their channel and 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 making their videos and things like that. He's He's really good at what he does. And I think it's interesting... That somebody he's become, a, who, he's become a really, really adept live streamer. Absolutely. And he has not been, he's not one of these guys who like, you know, maybe like you and I have been doing live streaming for the last couple of years, if not more. Here's a guy who's predominantly been on YouTube doing pre-edited, pre-recorded video. And yes, it is the bestest. Coach Jenny, you're the bestest. <laughs> I love Coach Jenny. Coach Jenny, you R-O-C-K, you rock. Um <laughs> But but he's been adopting live streaming just for the very same reason that you just mentioned in, right. in, mentioned in the prediction is that it's so easy to do it. It's so easy to execute for technically not easy to execute. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we make it look easy because we're such pros. Right. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but here's yes. the thing. This is a guy who just started live streaming not that long ago. And he is he's become such a great live streamer. His Saturday live streams. Maybe we'll share that in the notes. His, yeah. We should actually his Saturday live streams where he does subscriber channels. He does like three hour, two hour live, maybe sometimes even more than that live streams where he's just literally doing channel review after channel review, teaching people. I mean, right. he could be charging people for that, but he's providing this unbelievable information. Super, super helpful. And he's I mean, he's an absolute great guy. I mean, he's super just like as helpful as he is. In in his videos, he's he's just like that. We both met him at at Vid Summit. He is real, the real deal. 
um, as good as guy as probably there is in this whole whole industry. And yeah, he doesn't get all mushy like I do. He doesn't do mushy videos with that deep, soft voice <laughs> that I do. It says, Ross, find your inner Ross. Experience the inner Ross. One day. And, one day. You know, Meanwhile, if you actually watched my videos, Ross, if you actually took the time, you might learn a thing or two. I, they're like a whole minute sometimes. <laughs> That's I got things long. to do. What are you, the attention span of a gnat? Probably. Jeez, That's where it's all going anyway. <laughs> there's actually, there was actually a prediction in there that um, Babylon Brooke said something like, uh, you know, it's getting easier to do short form videos for everybody. And she goes, and eventually our t- attention spans just kind of get shorter and shorter with that. Um, but one of, but what the reason why I want to highlight Nick's comment is, one of the things, if you do look at the predictions, most people stay within predicting within what their strength is, right? Not everybody, but a lot of people do. And a lot of people obviously have a vested interest in promoting that they're the area where they're strong and they're making their money is is the thing to, to keep doing, right? Right. Um, here's Nick, who's super successful at growing channels and and creating these pre-recorded videos and edited production and all that stuff. And here he's saying live streaming is the way to go. Um, and of course he's backing it up with his actions and, you know, he's also probably making nice money at it because of super chat, which is, uh, something we got to get our channel there. So if you haven't subscribed yes. to our YouTube channel, what a perfect uh, segue. <laughs> You can find it at rossandnez.com slash YouTube, rossandnez.com slash YouTube. Please do subscribe. Uh, we would love to have you uh, part of our channel community. When we do get that community tab, I think it's only uh, 9,900 something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Subscribers away. And yep. then we'll get the stories, the reels, and the whole the whole deal. We'll be doing super chat and life will be uh life will be good but let's bring in uh mike murphy who believe it or not nez was also scheduled to be on <laughs> what's going on here for the love of live stream show lineup? <laughs> <laughs> mike uh, murphy what's up man how are you guys this is a can you hear me okay now this yeah, is a real now, now, ladies and gentlemen this is a real professional <laughs> <laughs> look at that studio i love it you look like you should be like, you know, commandanting the next enterprise. I mean, that thing's beautiful. <laughs> Coming in after you guys. This is like a stand-up show. <laughs> You're on next. You got five minutes. Yeah, you it's got five minutes. minutes. You got to make us laugh, Mike. You got to do something oh, funny. I'm kidding. We warmed up the audience for you. I was, I was cracking up the whole time. <laughs> things I can say about Ross, too. My God, the, the promotions Ross does is just... Isn't it phenomenal? Isn't it phenomenal? And I think it's a good testament to social media marketing. It's a good testament to content distribution. It's unbelievable. It actually like makes me feel. I mean, I realize if how little I do compared to what he does. It's he's everywhere, and it's you know he's amazing at it. Yeah. Well, enough about you. Let's let's talk about. Yeah. Oh no, enough about me. Let's talk about you, Mike. Um, speaking of being all over everywhere, your predictions were so good, so thorough. Um, I think you probably appear more times or in more places or with more column inches, as they used to say in the newspaper business, than than anyone in the predictions blog post. And 
Um, you're awesome at creating videos on Instagram, promotional videos and um, educational videos and things like that. Uh, but what really caught my eye was the comment uh, or the prediction about Apple Podcasts and a different level of analytics coming. So I, I, from what I gather that you're saying, it's not just going to be downloads anymore. We're actually going to know whether people are listening, how long they're listening and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think I read that um, as being like kind of an interesting insight. You know, like I see Mm -hmm. what made me think of that was, are you familiar with Wistia, the video platform where you can host? Well, they do a similar thing. Like they did that a few years ago and it was just such a game changer. And, you know, if they're able to do stuff for that, nobody knows what the Apple statistics are going to do. I mean, right now everybody's down on Apple. Like the, the new app is terrible. The, you know, like everybody's annoyed it seems like at apple in terms of their level of participation in the podcast space you know so the predictions nobody has any clue what they're going to do and it might be a mess at first you know um but i feel like there's a shift in the statistics um with everybody and i think that's going to be the real thing that ends up being like shaking i just see the podcast world like we're we're in this bubbly thing you know with live streaming with podcasts with all this stuff it's all bubbling like when nobody really knows where it's going to go but i feel like we're on the verge with as technology is sort of we're kind of getting introduced to these things like you know we're talking about you guys are talking about the production value of these things like that stuff is going to be like we're going to look back at these times and be like can you imagine we we yeah. put stuff on the screen like it's it's yeah. embarrassing right now and i'm sure the companies are like you know, we're like to be able to go to, li- I mean, going on YouTube live is like, it's a, it's, it's a mess, you know, like, yeah, it is. no, it totally is. I couldn't agree more. There's I actually, multiple ways to get on YouTube live. And then depending yep. on what software you're using, you got to remember which way you, you know, it's, it's very complicated. <laughs> this is the easiest by far, like to look good. Right. And, I mean, it's like the only yeah. one that, good without knowing wirecast or obs which you know who wants to do that like on the fly right Um, right but i do see like the mobile stuff being a big deal and i see that being a big deal for everything we do because right now it's so easy for me to do something cool on my phone right um but back to the apple i think people are writing them off on all these like podcast things and whatever not sure what's going to happen but i think they have shaped technology and how people use it for a while and they're shaping it with the new you know, the phone is, it's not great. Like the iPhone 10 is not like new yet or whatever, but like they're telling people how they're, how to use technology or how it's going to be. And like, I see them having a bigger plan that's going to shake things up is my, what is, what is iConnect or iTunes connect? Yeah. I mean, even that, like they can't even seem to stick on a name. There's Apple podcasts, Apple connect, iTunes connect. I mean, like there's several different names to connect it. It's all the same thing or it's different things. It came out about a year ago, and it's kind of their podcast portal. It's now where okay. you know it's oh. like the first time where podcasters could actually access their feet, you know, their kind of their podcast. Like before, it was just this. Oh, mystery. okay. So I used it, but I just didn't remember what it was called when we yeah. <laughs> creating the podcast. Okay. And that's where you submit a podcast to, um, to iTunes now. So like you can validate, you can submit your feed there. Like there's other things you can really get yourself in trouble with. It's it's bare bones right now, but any podcast that you connect or that you create is going to show up in that portal. And that is where the stats are going to come. So like, that is kind of what people are anticipating, like what's going on here. Um, you know, from my understanding, it's been a little while since I read like deep on it. I kind of skim from stuff to stuff. And 
Speaking of iTunes, you can subscribe to our podcast at Ross and Nez. The consummate pro. Slash <laughs> iTunes, Ross and Nez dot com slash iTunes. Please do subscribe. And if you like what you hear, and of course you do, or you wouldn't still be sticking around, uh, please do leave us a review. Uh, we'd really do appreciate that. Ross and Nez dot com slash iTunes. Mr. Nez. I can't wait for you know us to be sponsored by IHOP or something and to have Ross go, speaking of which, this message is brought to you by the International House. Are they still around? Are they still in business? Yeah, yeah. I oh, pass okay. them on the road sometimes. Right. So. I remember it was one of those places. It was kind of like Denny's. You didn't actually want to go there. You just ended up there. You know, It was like one of those destinations that, okay, there's nothing else open. <laughs> 40, well 40% off Sunday brunch, rossandnez.com yeah. slash IHOP. <laughs> People are going to put that in there. Leave us, leave us a review. Tell them yeah, we for said crying out loud. They're going to have pancakes that look like us. I mean, we already look like pancakes. <laughs> hey, I, I have something I want to ask Mike. Mike, first of all, you know, I know we've never really been formally introduced, but I, I, I think I'm glad we've connected. And I first saw you on Ross's show. Your prediction is one of the ones that I selected. And I wanted to just ask you about it because we're hearing a lot about voice. I, I think that. You hear a lot of influencers talk about podcasting and how voice is the new thing. There's these platforms like Anchor. Even Facebook has live um, audio instead of live video. There's live streaming audio, which is almost like I don't see a lot of people using it. But I want to just read your, your prediction and get your thought, Mike. Mike says more businesses and brands recognize. Hold on. I got to put on my sunglasses, my, my sunglasses, my glasses because I'm old. More businesses and brands recognize the power of audio content to build brand awareness and reach target audiences on mobile and smart home devices. I, first of all, couldn't agree more. And I wanted to ask you, like, do you see this being something to leverage? Like, let's say as somebody like who's a consultant or a social media marketing manager or some what have you. This is something that they can they can leverage to their clients. Like you got to get on a podcast, you got to get on a voice, and and what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I see. I think that's what I think. This next year, I think there's going to be a shakeup. Like I already sort of feel this like business sense of like I, we don't really know what it is or how to get on it. Like there's still a lot of people who really don't uh, don't really know the podcast space as well as like the people in it. Kind of think everybody knows about it. There's still a lot of like like people who are just like kind of know what they are and it's getting more and more intense. Um, but I just see businesses one, you know, they hear the buzz, they hear live streaming, they hear things are like, all right, we got to go sort that out. They're like somebody's going to be up on the top saying, go figure that podcast thing out is my guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, the same thing with social media. Like it used to just be like, you know, go get somebody to go do the social media part of our business. Cause it's important. Everybody tells us, you know, like there's, I think there's going to be a lot of that. Um, but I just see it's such an easy way to get on somebody's phone. Like I see it being a kind of an intimate business tactic to to reach people and to be like you can create these, you know, little stories about your brand. I think are going to be I think it's yeah. kind of like well an said. advertisement or like I think people are going to use podcasts as sort of this like, you know, daily show about their business or yeah. like, you know, if they're a, a specialties thing, you know, maybe they're. Every morning at nine o'clock, they do something, you know, like a news update is they can go into the back room of their business and, you know, do something. And I think I think it's going to be a real good strategy for businesses. 
I see business. I'm seeing the daily Ross in this. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, it's you know what you know what Mike's saying is so interesting. I don't mean to cut you off, Mike, but like I actually, <clears throat> literally this morning, I had a client meeting. And this was an individual who, you know, is somebody who does a lot of writing consulting and book consulting. And she she helps people with their creative nonfiction stories and clarifying that. And she's not comfortable going on video. And I think a lot of people kind of feel that way. But she she has so much expertise. She has so much value to bring. I actually said start considering audio, start considering podcasting. And it's not, and I like what you said about like behind the scenes or just intimate stories of things that maybe they wouldn't get at other content distribution centers and, and or through video or through, you know, posts or blogs. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think the interview thing is kind of cool too, because conversation, the power of conversation, and it's not that difficult to, you know, just reach out to people. You know, people like to talk. They like to talk about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I, I think that businesses and brands, I, co I completely agree with you. And I also, I think even for individual consultants and coaches, I just think it's such a beautiful way. What I like what Gary says and other people like that say, the fact that you can do a couple of things at the same time while you're, you can listen to it, you can be at the gym, you can listen to Alexa skills or Google home and clean the garage. You know, it's just like, it's the new radio. That yeah, and that I mean that is going to be very real soon. I think. I mean, I'm finding myself watching. I mean, I'm finding myself just consuming less and less content in general for whatever reason. I think just because I'm like busy do making stuff, but um, it, it's so much easier for me to walk and listen than I like. I am no longer staring at you know. I love I love watching videos like I I do, but I is it's easier and a whole lot easier and it's a whole lot easier for businesses you're talking about the just when you started the going live well going live is a pain like people have to dress up they have to think like they're, yeah like so when you're a business and you got somebody who's pretty smart or have some ideas that they can share it's a whole lot easier for them to sit behind a mic even the consultant that's you know worried about video you know i started because not because i was afraid of video but like i knew that i wasn't going to I knew that I'd be better kind of like behind the mic where I didn't have to show up or I didn't have to like, you know, you know, appear every, every day. Like it's, it's, it's a lot to ask of people. So. Well, uh, as I always, I always say, tell our audience, Ross and I definitely have the face for radio. So I think it works. It works really well for us. Well. I just I, I even snuck past the gatekeepers earlier in my career see this, and, and got I mean, on radio. I, they're like, yes, that's face. Bring them in. Bring them in. I mean, in. now that I see this three shot, I'm kind of a little <laughs> bit jealous because Mike kind of looks like Robert Redford, you know, you know, whereas <laughs> Ross and I look like we should be starting a plumbing company. <laughs> Ross and this dot com slash fifty percent on. I got a rooter rooter for you. <laughs> I don't hey, know. Hey, so. hey, Mike, tell everybody, <laughs> Mike, tell everybody where they can find your uh, gift guide. You're putting together all these great videos on Instagram, and also you have a guide on your website where people can see products to get for the live streamer or podcaster yeah, uh, in their family. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I actually have a list on Amazon. I just I have it on my website too. If you um, just go to mikemurphy.co forward slash. Uh, where where are you looking? On my website? No, on the screen we have MikeMurphy.co. We don't have the slash, but tell everybody where. 
Yeah, if you let's see what I have it on the website. Um, I know that I've been saying the address on Amazon. I just had them all linked on Amazon, but on the website, it's mikemurphy.co forward slash. Come on, slow down. Um, holiday 2017. There you go. MikeMurphy.co forward slash holiday 2017. 2017. Perfect. And if they forget that part, they can go to MikeMurphy.co and they'll see it on the front cover of the, the website, right? Yeah, there's a link in the in the menu, actually. So. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, Mike. Yeah. Great chatting with you. And thanks for all your awesome contributions to uh, the blog post. A big thanks to you and good good finally connecting with Inez. Hope to oh absolutely. I, I Mike, I really, really am happy to connect with you. And yeah. hopefully this is just gonna lead to more uh hanging out conversation. And uh yeah, I'm very excited about that. Real Thank pleasure. You. Thanks. You'll definitely be back right. on again. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely. He is so awesome. He's a great dude, awesome dude, super humble, super down to earth, and he's funny too. I think he's a funny dude. He's funny, and he knows a lot of stuff. He is yeah. so talented, and yeah. he doesn't like put it out there in 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 your face kind of thing. Yeah. But when you see the work that he does, you know this guy is on top of things. You know, one thing <laughs> just you know one thing just really quickly, if I may, Ross. Sure. This is- the thing that I, I try to tell you know I do business consulting too and I help other coaches and consultants like you got to think about the experience that you're going to be having with a client or with somebody if you're somebody who wants to make money online or make money anywhere right you got to like like that experience you got to think about how you make people feel and w- one of the things that Mike does so really well that that it's all about attitude his humility right. His, you know, willingness to listen. He's a great listener, I think. And I think he's just a testament to that thing where I try to tell my clients, look, these people are going to talk about their experience with you after they're done getting off the client call or whatever it is. Right. If they had a bad experience, that could reach some really important ears, right? So going out of your way to make sure that you give them an amazing experience, but the one that doesn't obviously you know, uh, uh, one that obviously doesn't compromise who you are is just super, super important. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, customer experience is, is a big thing now for businesses because they saw what Apple did with the Apple store, right? It's yeah. not so much that they're trying to sell you stuff. It's like, you know, you, you'd go into an electronic store in the past and it's sort of like, okay, we'll let you hold the camera, but not really. Or we'll, you know, here it's like, come on in and play with our stuff and uh, don't even buy anything today because we know eventually we'll hook you in and you'll 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 be leaving with a ton of Apple stuff before your life is over, right? Right, um, right. And, and, and I think Steve Jobs, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he kind of took the idea from uh, the Four Seasons uh, Hotel, right? Yeah. Hotel and, and resorts. Yeah where it's all about how you make the customer feel. And the, the companies that are really good about it provide that kind of at least role model or try to role model that kind of experience for their employees because when their employees feel good about working there, then they make the customer feel good about working there. That doesn't you know, exactly apply to a solopreneur, but let's just say I think Mike is happy about the kind of content that he creates. I think he's doing what he likes to do and it's fulfilling and he has a game plan and he's not sort of just going where the wind's blowing, but he's following what he believes in doing. And, um, 
He's putting together a really impressive body of work. You know, you know, also, you know, LinkedIn just released, you know, some of the top jobs that are climbing up the rankings, the top, you know, most accrued and most desired positions. One of them is customer success manager. So wow. soft skills, right? The soft skills, being able to deal with people, being able to give people that feeling of that experience. I, I think that's a number one. I think it's a number one. I mean, people do some interesting things with messenger bots and stuff, but I think it's the one thing we don't know how to automate yet, right? Is the subtleties of human communication yeah. Yeah. Um, and how you relate to people and how you get your message across and how you tell stories. And, you know, when you look at like the challenges well business, businesses face, right? They used to... Um, they used to be able to just really do the press release and, and push out the marketing. We're going to tell you what product we're coming out with, why you need it, where you can get it, and why it's better than the competition, right? right. Now right. customers don't want that anymore. Like, they don't believe that. They want a story about where it came from, who made it, why you're developing it. And they want a two-way conversation where you're actually seeking their input and when you do that, then the customer feels like they've been a part of it. And, you know, they are more likely to buy that product that a company makes that they said, could you make this? Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's one way to know for sure that, 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 you know, the customer actually wants the product that you're coming out with. Exactly. Exactly. No, well said. Absolutely. Hey, Carlos Phoenix. Good to see you, man. So, um, were there any other predictions that yes. you were you wanted to highlight? There's yes. so many that you know there's, we could do like so hundred shows I, on this. I just had I just had a couple that I I think this one is is I mean it's almost a tie between Brian Kramer's and I want to go with Mark Gowith's first. Mark uh, Goweth. Yeah. How do you am I saying that right? I'm probably it's, saying uh, Mark Goweth. Goweth. Okay, there you go. So I I think this is this is huge, and especially. You know, mm -hmm. with the kind of stuff that you and I do, Ross, and maybe a lot of people watching and listening. So Mark, I think, makes a really keen observation. He says in-person events and conferences will transition to 100% virtual through the use of live video. I mean, this is what I love about these predictions is they just they seem so practical, right? They seem so to the point. I mean, I don't know about, okay, maybe maybe I just contradicted myself. Maybe 100% virtual is a little bit much. But right. I think that it's it's one thing that you cannot refute. Technology never goes backwards, right? I mean, of course, unless there's an apocalypse or something, you know, right, or uh, something like that, or you know, if but 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 technology is not going backward; it's going forward. And convenience is what technology like really rides on the back of is convenience. Mm -hmm. I I think this is something that is super super interesting to me. Um, and we're seeing a lot of people do this now, a lot of 100% virtual conferences. Uh, right. We even have some colleagues who have done that. Uh, I, I just think this is so smart. And, it, and it's you can still get the just from a business standpoint, you can still get the kind of leverage for the pricing that you want because the value right. won't be diminished. If anything, the value will be heightened. In a lot of my, you know, when I go into a conference, getting a hotel room, getting a car, driving there, if it's close by, flying there, setting up the reservations, packing every, it's just, it's like just for one car, it's, it's, it's an insane exorbitant amount of work, right? Right. Uh, when, when you, but when, you know, and, and <clears throat> I do a lot of, you know, conference calls with my clients. 
one of the best inventions ever, right? Skype and Zoom. I use sometimes I use Zoom or Skype. This it just it just I can meet with somebody who I, I had a client a week ago who was in Singapore. I had another client who was in New Zealand. I'm able to provide for myself and my family while still providing value to clients right. without the burden of location, transportation, and all the inconveniences that come with in-person events, consultations, or conferences. I don't see why company, it, think about cutting the cost, right? Cutting the cost, right. not only for you as a company or conference that's organizing it, but cutting the cost for your attendees. Am I wrong in that, Ross? No, you're you're a hundred percent right. Um, just just think about this, right? Let's say your consulting business grows and you want to bring on a couple of people, right? And you want them to specialize in some area that you're not, uh, maybe not your strength, right? You're going to keep doing what you do well for those clients, and and now you want to expand, right? And you right. want to make sure that they get the training they need. Now you could send them halfway across the country, book hotels, have them miss a couple of days of work, uh, have them have to pay for and you have to pay for them to go through two days worth of training when there's probably only 10 to 15 percent of that that they really need to get going. Yeah. Or you could do some sort of virtual training where, you know, you pay, say, a subscription and, you know, it's there when they need it, not not they have to sit through and consume more than they can handle in two days. There's no travel involved. Um, they're already moving forward with their jobs. They're not missing their families, you know? So there's, there's that. Bridget, what if, look at what Bridget, I, I think it's Bridget. Is it Bridget or Brigetti? I can't. Brigetti. Brigetti. Brigetti says a brilliant thing. It also opens, it's, first of all, it's a huge cost saving. Also right. opens access to international conferences. I mean, if you're somebody like me who works 24 nine, and has right. two kids, a wife, and a mortgage. Like, I mean, it's 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 impossible to organize. I don't know how some people do it, especially when they have kids and they have businesses to run. I don't know how they do these. I know some people, even some of our colleagues, they go to every single conference right. there is. I don't know how you have the time for that. I barely have the time to clip my own toenails. I'm not going to show you, but it's yeah, pretty please bad. Don't. Please don't. Please. <laughs> that is not. Just keep the camera where it is. Please. I'm clean, okay? <laughs> whatever, whatever else is going on, we don't need to see that. But when you think about, let me tie this together, right? Because the reason why I brought up yes, training yes. is that people often go to conferences to learn, right? That's a yes. big part. I'm going to learn from other people in my field. I'm going to learn from the experts, find out what's going on. Um, the great thing about the virtual conference is you can get all the same content without having to travel. Now, I will say that, that, that I don't think they're going to go away 100 percent because people do need to get out of the office and do need a break and do need. There's something about yeah, that's networking. 100 percent. That's a bit. Much. I, I mean, you and I, I don't know, would we be we'd probably be doing this anyway, but certainly meeting each other in person and. Having there's just I mean, this is as close as it gets to meeting in person, but really there's still is. some element that's added when you meet somebody. And, in and, and, and not to and not to go even further with predictions, Ross, but wait till virtual reality and, and augmented reality become <laughs> something that's like second nature to us. Right. I mean, that's a whole nother element. Think of how that's going to take conferencing. Think of where that's going to take education. Think of that where that's going to take networking and consulting and coaching. I mean, the the bus, the technology is going to move forward. Uh, right. I think it's actually more. Con I think, I think all conferences should be a hundred percent virtual. Um, you know, and if you if you meet the right people, if you network with the right people, 
first of all, <clears throat> I would say initially they should be virtual. And if everything goes well, then you have the mm -hmm. impetus or the incentive to be like, man, you know, it's really cool meeting you in that virtual conference, Ross. It'd be cool if we could hang out in person, you know, I would grab right. some lunch. Then it gives you, it's, it's like a warm thing. It's not so cold. It's a right. warm kind of soft opening where when you see them, it's not just this awkward, like, who's this string? You know what I mean? Like there's a little, there's a, I mean, it's always awkward with you, but that's hey, okay. Get this Nez away from me. <laughs> I'm a hugger, folks. I hug yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, no touch. <laughs> Thank Ross, you. Is, Ross is really adverse to touching because he's part amphibian. <laughs> yes. But I am, I'm a very, I'm a very loving, I'm a very, I'm like a big bear hugger. So I love to hug. Keep your distance. Okay. <laughs> so, Check, please. Check, please. Uh, you know, sometimes what I love about the predictions blog posts is there's some that come up that, like, I never even thought, like, gave any thought to that. And the one I want to mention is um, Christy Gillentine uh, or Gillentine. I think it's Gillentine. She runs the uh, chat snap uh, Twitter chat. Mm -hmm. She mentioned um, millennial marketing strategies um, won't be applied to Generation Z. And she said she, she thinks there'll be a significant shift in attention from millennials to Generation Z. Well, now, an old fogey like me, I'm just starting to get used to millennials. <laughs> I <know. laughs> now I got to learn a You're whole not new even there yet. Yeah. yeah. So she said the younger audience is remarkably different with researchers equating them more to the silent generation, hardworking, pragmatic, economical. It'll right. be interesting to see and learn how marketing and content strategies need to evolve in order to reach Gen Z, build Gen Z specific communities and successfully include this younger generation in existing communities. So I, I think a lot of people who were kind of forward thinking in their marketing were totally like, okay, the wave of the future is the way we market to millennials. Well, don't forget there's another generation coming after them and while we think of millennials, for the most part, particularly the younger ones, as being digital natives, and this is just the way it's going to be in the digital era, um, no two generations are exactly the same. And, yeah. I mean, even within generations, it gets complicated because, like, for Gen X, is somebody really born in 65 the same as somebody born in 85 or whatever the, you know, whatever the parameters are? Or even 75, are. or even 75, right. right? Yeah, completely. I completely agree. But but it just shows that it's always going to change. Like, yeah. it, it changes because technology changes, but it also changes because people change, the social climate, the economic climate changes. So you can never get comfortable doing what you did uh, to become successful or to have some success or, you know, can I go into or my, Hey Ross, can I go into my, can I go into my mushy heartfelt voice for a second? Uh -oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, going to, I'm going to put, I'll put you on solo. So <laughs> no, don't do it. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think in all, in all seriousness though, da, da, this, da, 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 <laughs> do the, do the creepy, uh, uh, do the creepy Oprah music. No, <laughs> I, I truly think that speaks to, because Everything that they said, I mean, let's let, come on. I mean, everything they said about the millennials, you're lazy, you're entitled. They said the same thing about our generation. You're lazy. You don't want to work. You know what? They said the same thing about our parents, the boomers. Oh, they smoke dope. They're hippies. They don't want to work. They say the same thing every year, right? The old codgers, the curmudgeons. 
they say the same thing. I- I'm sure the World War One generation was like those World War Two guys just aren't what a tough bunch like losers. we were. Yeah, what a they, bunch they of they didn't losers. have to face chemical weapons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No trench warfare. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like it just it just speaks to the whole idea that you need to do your work. You need to research your audiences. You need to be observant of the times you're living in. You should always reflect the times that you're living in. You know, I mean, we hear it from other people. Don't market or don't communicate like it's 1989. You should be marketing, communicating. <laughs> 1989. Like, like it's not. <laughs> well, you know, some people, believe it or not, still market like it's 1989. Some big business. Some, some big businesses still conduct business like it's 1959. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you right now. Come like, on in. Start in the mail room. Climb that corporate ladder. Stay here hey, 40 if, years. If anybody's listening out there, if you understand, you know, the current zeitgeist of the audiences and the culture right now in the digital era, you can monetize that expertise. There are brands and I'm talking big, big, big businesses that are throwing away billions a month, not a year, a mm. month on useless campaigns, advertising and what have you because of the same reason of what we just said. They're marketing like it's 1959 or 89. That's right. I mean, it's like I, it baffles me, Ross. It baffles me that people are are not staying abreast of the changes and the adaptations. And like you said, it's always, always changing. So to me, just to wrap up my heart mushy moment, <laughs> Brigetti, <Yeah. laughs> cue, the, cue, the, uh, cue the lyrical angelic music. I, I just think you need to research your audience. You need to stay aware. You need to stay alert. You need to stay focused on what's in front of you and what's happening with the culture that you want to conduct yourself with, Condu- whether it's business, whether it's personal, whatever it is. I think that's the best. It's all about your audience. Yeah. This was a fun show. It's just so cool to have. I, don't, uh, I didn't really have any fun at all. Well, <laughs> it was fun for me, and that's really all that matters. I'm self-centered. <laughs> I, I know you think I do the nice guy thing where I share people's content and all that stuff. But really, as long as as long as I enjoyed it, it was what good gave you everybody. the what gave you the impression that I was having fun? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You seem to like it when you go into those mushy moments. So mushy I, I moments. Was... Maybe we should do a segment. What do you guys think? Yeah, this is mushy moments. moments. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, or Stitcher, or if you're listening live right now in, or on our YouTube channel, leave in the comments, should we do a segment called Nez's Mushy Moments? I like it. <laughs> Nez's mushy moments. So Where one you... time, we're going to have to find a good music bed for that. <laughs> It has to be something super and a nice Saturday graphic Live. or something. Yeah, it has to be super cheesy. It's got to be like 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 Jimmy like Fallon's deep thoughts or whatever. Yes, deep thoughts with with Professor Nez. Yes, you have to take the glasses off when you mushy pretend. moments, mushy moments with Professor Nez, and now <laughs> Professor Nez. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I like it. Now we're now we're having fun. Now we have a show. Now the mushy moments show. Thank you, Brigetti. Yes. <laughs> So please do subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can find it at rossandnez.com slash iTunes. And I am Ross. He is Nez. We thank Mike Murphy again for joining us. MikeMurphy.co is his website. And that is episode six. I do think Nez had fun. We will be back soon. (laughs) Have a great one, everybody.